Hello, welcome to another episode of Hope with Danny, a podcast dedicated to inspire listeners everywhere with weekly stories and personal testimonies from our wide range of guests. I'm your host, Danny Daniel, and thank you for listening. Well, here we go again with another great guest with a great story. You know, our theme is Everybody Needs Hope. And everybody has a story. Therefore, we've created 44 stories for you to listen to. Guaranteed. I love that word. If you'll go on your cell phone to where you listen to podcasts and search for Hope with Danny, you got 44 wonderful hope stories to look at that you'll enjoy. And we encourage you to do that. Okay. Before we get started, I always like to, if I remember, to uh, mention our business partners, our people that we support. And we have two business partners, the Athens Area Chamber of Commerce and the Oconee Chamber of Commerce. They've been instrumental in helping us get this thing started and being successful. We've also got charitable charitable partners in Lydia's place, uh, and they work with uh, girls that uh, in foster care and make the change around their life. Uh, we've got the St. Jude's Hospital, and you all know what that is, in Memphis, Tennessee, the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews uh, and the Camp Southern Ground, as well as the Wounded Warrior Project. If you'll go to our site, hopewithdanny.com, you can hook up with these organizations and you can support them too, and you can learn more about them. Okay, today is something that everybody's going to use. I really believe it's listening, no matter who they are or where they are. And we have Brian Shaw. He is the creator of the Barron County Historical Museum and Archives. Now, that's in Nashville, Georgia. That's dear to my heart because that's where my wife is from. And I better do well on this one, Brian. You better do well, too. Uh, well, I'm going to try. Uh, because uh, uh, when North met South 44 years ago, when I met my wife at my restaurant in Augusta, uh, it was literally North and South. Now, we have had... We've developed some glue since then to put North and South together, but uh, and it's been a great uh, 44 years. Uh, all right, let's 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 start with uh, what happened to you when you came to Georgia that was very significant in your story. Well, uh, I came to Georgia in uh, 92 for the first time. I'd been doing family history uh, for about 20 years before that. And generally, that consisted of just names, dates, and places. And I really didn't have too many images in my mind of what those ancestors and family members that came before me looked like. So in 92, I came here with my son, 14-year-old. We drove across country and ended up in Barron County. I'd never been into Georgia before that time in my life, even though all of my ancestral family was from South Georgia, my Great grandfathers are all uh, are all from uh, Georgia and primarily from Berrien County. So when I came in '92, I started a 12-year search for photos of my second great grandfather, his nine children, and their spouses, and his 58 grandchildren and their spouses. Now, by the 2005, I'd collected all of the 106 photos of those individuals. That's five generations worth. Now, I've published about 50, a little over 50 newsletters since then, and uh, I've included photos of those family members and their stories over that period of time. 
Now, when I arrived here in Georgia, in uh, uh, I tell you, when I retired was in 2002, and I decided, well, I had come to Georgia for my vacations all the time between 1992 uh, and 2002. So I decided that I needed to look through and see if I could find out what the history of the county was, particularly since I had been interviewing people and talking to people and searching in their uh, albums and in their closets uh, filled with uh, shoeboxes full of photos and everything. I wanted to take and see if I could get those boxes and closets opened up and bits of history shared with the citizens of Berrien County. And I'd noticed that a lot of Berrien County people had everything locked up in their closets and boxes. They just didn't bother to share them much with one another. Well, we all know that the old adage that a picture is worth a thousand words. I still believe that is ever more true today than any time because sometimes the generations don't talk as well or share as well to the other generations. And I I really believe in what you're doing, and that's why when I saw you down there in Nashville at the festival, I said, look, you've got a story. I, really, I think you said that. I've got a story. And I said, well, I, <laughs> I need for you to tell it on our podcast. So, well, it, it's my pleasure to be here. So what uh, happened after you collected all these pictures? What did you do with them? Well, I tell you, uh, in uh, 2006, there was a sesquicentennial of the – county's history it was formed in 1856 and i told the county uh, sesquicentennial committee that i thought we could create a massive historical photo display and i said we only have about three months to do it but i think we can gather enough photos to make an interesting display well, over three months, we were able to obtain, and myself and four other, three other volunteers, we were able to accumulate over 600 historical photos of Berrien County. Now, Berrien County is only 19,000 people, and Nashville is only 5,000 people. So you can see that that's a lot of photos for that small a county, but they, there were a ton of photos out there. We created a 90-foot-long display, 12 8-by-4-foot panels, 90 feet long, covered with these photos and some information about the history of the county. It was basically a photo timeline. And some of those early photos were primarily formal photographs of individuals and stubbles, uh, couples. As, but as the time period advanced through the end of the 20s, more casual settings were the norm because people had box cameras and that, and you could make uh, more spontaneous photographs. So it's interesting how those photographs, the way they appeared and the, and the people in them and the way they presented themselves changed over the decades. And uh, so we took those photographs and made the presentation and after the uh, the exhibit was up and we decided to take it uh, the boards down, people kept bringing us more photographs. 
And we said, we want to put more, some of our photographs on. I mean, they, it's just like, as soon as they found out that we wanted these old photographs, everybody opened up their closets and opened up their shoe boxes and started bringing us photographs. And we'd scan them and print them out. And we didn't have any place to put them anymore when we ran out of board space. So we said, we've got to do something where we can actually provide a place for these photos to be stored and so where they could be accessed by the community. So we created what we call the historical photo website, Marion County's historical photo website. And that's, if I can just slowly but tell you the address for that, it's www.marioncounty.smugmug.com. Now we started out with just 600 photos. We started out the website with just the 600 photos that were on the exhibit. Wait a minute, I got to figure out, why did you call it Smug Mug? Where'd that come from? Well, the Smug Mug is the platform that's uh, available to online. In other words, we pay $75 a year, uh, I think is what it is, to uh, basically rent space on that platform, and they store all of our pictures there. So we don't have to have a hard drive of our own to store them on. They store them for us, and uh, we just we just have to access it through our website. We can load them and everything on there ourselves. We have a group of us that are authorized with password and that to load those photos on, and then they just bill us for it just one time a year, you know, we get billed. But we've got for over 14,000 photos of Berrien County history loaded on there now. So you think, uh, you think that uh, your platform is worth $75 a year, huh? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's been more so. I mean, we've had uh, hundreds of hits on it every month. Uh it's just remarkable, and so many stories I could tell you about about people that have gone on that website because there's photos of families and uh, old families and and inter, uh, in, uh, intergenerational families. Uh, it's just remarkable how they've gone online and found aunts or uncles or great grandparents or grandparents even that that they had no idea what they looked like, but they went on there. They knew uh, enough about their family history that they could say, Hey, I know who I'm related to and son of a gun. There's their picture. And we get stories like that all the time on there. Well, we need to clarify this for the folks that are listening. This is not just an idea of going back and get your family history. This is trying to encourage people to, to provide a photo family history. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We, and so many people have done that, uh, Danny. They have taken their photos that they've come across, and it stimulated them to go out and locate more of their photographs and more of their ancestors' pictures and encouraged people and gone into people's homes and, and started working a relationship with those people so that they gain their trust so that they can go in and, and get pictures uh, and scan them and store them. And, and as they do that, Danny... They start learning about their lives, about the lives of those individuals, particularly when you talk to some of the older folks that are uh, in their uh, in their historical line that are still living. The, these photos were in a shoebox. I really believe that. Or they're in an album. And 
you know, yeah. unless you just happen to go to grandma's house or somebody's house and see those albums, you'll never know about that. And so it's, it's, it's to find out what's behind those photos, what story is behind those photos. And it's just a, a marvelous uh, opportunity, I think, uh, to engage in your family history. Absolutely. Uh, I, it never fails. Uh, I, I'll guarantee you, you take any person that sits down with an, uh, another generation that's maybe only one or two generations ahead of them, and they start going over pictures with you, you better have your tape recorder with you, your little pocket recorder, because you're gonna, they're going to be sharing stories and information faster than you can write them down. Well, I tried to do that with my, my uncles. Uh, my dad died uh, suddenly, uh, what, many, many years ago, 1978. But I said, I want to create a history, uh, a verbal history, not a, didn't think about a photographic history. And so I went in to talk to both of them. Guess what I did wrong? What's I got that? the whole interview on, but I never turned the uh, uh, never turned the recorder on. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> remember to turn the recorder on when you're doing that. Amen. <laughs> that's a that's a crucial error. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I you know uh, you, you really and and this is a catalyst I think to get people to do this sort of thing because you know how many times do you ever get out your wedding photos? How many times well, do you ever get out the photos? They go back a generation or two. You you just don't do it ordinarily. Absolutely, and and uh, honestly, uh, you you know you work with your immediate family to kind of start with. You know the ones that you kind of already know what they look like and so on. You know maybe your grandparents or uh, some of their siblings. Uh, and you just think, well, you know, I got these are pretty easy. But then you start looking at some extended family a little bit. And, you know, if you're if you haven't spoken to them or you haven't had any uh, communication with them lately, you kind of feel like you kind of have to almost establish a relationship a little bit as you as you start uh, contacting people. And I can tell you that for sure. Cause I was a, I was a Yankee from out in uh, Utah that had come down here in 92. And uh, even though my ancestors were all from the South, I didn't sound too Southern and I still don't sound too Southern today. Well, you and, have picked uh, up a little bit of that Southern drawl. I, I like that. <laughs> well, that's I didn't realize I had, but <laughs> that's great. But anyway, I've, I've developed, uh, it took me about three or four years before I developed enough trust with a few, a uh, few people to actually let them, let me have their uh, photographs, take them, and uh, scan them uh, away from the house, away from their home. But some people nowadays with smartphones, Danny, you can shoot a good enough uh, photograph with your smartphone, a high enough resolution that uh, it's reproducible. It's it's a good quality photograph. If if you're not shooting again, if it's not behind a glass, you know where you're getting a bad reflection. But uh, generally, I like to scan photographs uh, on a flatbed scanner, and I scan them about 300 DPI at 100%. And that's if you've got a picture that's uh, five by seven or larger. But if it's smaller than a five by seven, then I like to double the size of the of the uh, of the image up to 200% and still scan it at 300 DPI. 
So people that, if you don't know what those things mean, get one of your family members that knows a little bit about uh, uh, about the computer or about uh, scanning pictures. And and most, most uh, scanning software is pretty self-explanatory in that respect. And so you can go through and, and, and take care of that pretty easy. Well, I want to come uh, back to the way you do this. Uh, first, I want to encourage all of our listeners to go to uh, Barron County dot smug mug. That's M S M U G M U G dot com. Again, that's Barron B E R R I E N County dot smug mug dot com. And a lot of this information is there. The how to is probably there. And uh, we're going to tell you that on this, so uh, this uh, interview, but take me back just a little bit before we get into that. Take okay. me back to the, uh, the reformation of an active historical foundation in 2008 and the creation oh, yes. of the Barron County Museum and Archive in the old right. courthouse. Right. Well, uh, here again, uh, we had the photographs on this display, and we displayed it down at the uh, county library. We, they had a nice uh, exhibit room in there that we could actually put these boards. They were on these four-by-eight uh hard, uh, what we call, uh, uh, foam board, foam core boards. And, uh, we put them up on the wall there. And so when we, uh, about 2008, we, uh, the County moved out of the old County courthouse. And we said, you know, our historical foundation got started again when we start when the uh, as a result of the uh, the, the sesquicentennial uh, uh, exhibit, the historical foundation got kind of reactivated. And we said, listen to the, we were post the county commission. We said, listen, if you'll allow us to be in the county courthouse, the old county courthouse, we'll see that it's got an exhibit in there, and we'll maintain the exhibit. And all you have to do is just pay for the overhead on the building for us, and we'll be keep it open uh, five days a week, every day. And so they said, if you'll do that, then we'll, we'll let you have space in the old courthouse, and you and you basically create your exhibits. So over the last, uh, actually about the last thirteen years, we've uh, basically created. Uh, one of the best, what we call the best little museum in in, in Georgia. Uh, the reason we call it that is because we've had exhibits on education, military exhibits, and in uh, 2013, the Smithsonian Main Street in program uh, displayed their uh, exhi- touring exhibit in the. Uh, in town here in order to receive that you have to display your local photographs on the same theme which we did it was on uh, musical heritage in 2013 and then in 2016 we were granted the, the tour again from the smithsonian and they uh granted us on hometown sports so those two exhibits brought about such a great response, both from the uh, Smithsonian Institution as well as the State Georgia uh, Arts Council. 
And they said, we feel that this is probably the best little museum in Georgia because we only are a community of 5,000 people and you had to be less than 20,000 to uh, get this exhibit. And so because uh, we received it twice in a row, which they rarely do, they said each time that our exhibit was the best one they had seen in the, in, in the state of Georgia for a community our size. So we call it the best little museum in Georgia. Well, that's properly uh, properly titled because uh, I've been there. I've seen those photos. My wife has seen them. I think I know there's some pictures of her brothers playing football oh, absolutely. and all kinds of things that, that you can relate to. If little bitty Nashville, <laughs> Georgia can put this thing together, I don't care who's listening to me, put some photos together. And if you don't have a historical society, or even if you do, uh, share some of those photos said how can we expand this into uh their uh, their community uh, well i'm i'm i invite anyone that has a question about it or wonder if you know what is possible and how it's done and how we're doing it if they want to visit us anytime we're open five days a week if they want to drop in and uh visit us uh and look through our exhibit uh, exhibits uh, I'll be glad to explain anything they want to uh, know about how we go about it or cost of how we how much it costs us. I'll tell you one thing I'm proud of, Dan, and that is that we do not receive one dime of tax monies for our for this museum. Everything that we create is created by donations and volunteers. Well, that means a bit of tax money. That means a great deal. Uh, you know, I, I'm certain that uh, even if you have a historical society in your community, a larger community, or maybe if you don't, you can start one. And it Absolutely. starts with a whole box of uh, photos. And I, <laughs> I, you, you mentioned something about the urgency involved in it. I know that my dad's uh, uh, generation, they're, they're just unfortunately passing on. Uh, and when they pass on, Unless they have a box of photos, their memories pass on, uh, their Absolutely. stories pass on. So yep. we need to get out there while we can and get some photos put together. And I, uh, I personally uh, can relate to that because both my mom and my dad have never met their grandchildren. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Not one of them, not any time. One of them died at 51 and the next five years later at 58. So yeah. none of my children uh, have ever met their uh, their grandparents. Okay, so what we're going to do has some similarity to what you're doing is we're going to put together all the photos that we can find of my mom and dad, and we're going to put them on a CD, and we're going to show them to, uh, to our, our grandchildren. And to okay, our, one, our one, step, one step before they do that, let me just remind people. As you come across these photographs, and it, particularly if you're having persons telling you who they are as they're as they're as you're looking at the photos, look on the back and see if there's that see if there's that person's identity is on the back of that photo. If it isn't, get those photographs identified because once that person's gone, nobody knows who those people are anymore. Well, I can encourage so, you to do that because you know. That uh, greatest generation, a lot of times they would write something on the back of pictures, and I found a lot of them, a lot of them that do have something written on there. 
That's for the most part they are, but more and more people are not writing who they are on the back, particularly as we get into the digital age, you know, they just scan the pictures and that's it, you know? Well, this is, this is the big deal. Okay. It's an opportunity for the younger generation, the millennials and the like who know everything about digital media, digital, everything to say, look, I'd like to save some of these photos for my children. Down the Absolutely. Road. And so they can put their knowledge about digital media, et cetera, in putting these photos uh, and scanning them. And if your grandparent or whoever is uh, afraid of you taking them out of the house, well, you can scan them right there. Right. And, uh, and it'll, it'll give yourself the opportunity to carry it forward. Now, the only thing I know about this is how long do you make a CD before it gets where well, it's got, it, it. it has it has limited capacity, you know, and depending upon each CD is uh, a little bit different, but generally it's uh, it's around uh, seven seven hundred megabytes or or over or at least maybe even a gigabyte. But I tell you, there's what what I encourage is to have a larger storage capacity. I would uh, use uh, memory sticks. You know, you can have have. Uh, um, you know, small ones, you know, four gigabytes, six gigabytes, or, you know, 16 gigabytes or up to 32 gigabytes. And there may be larger ones, but photographs, when you scan them at 300 DPI, you're going to use up quite a bit of uh, storage space on those, uh, recorders. So it's going to be important to get, uh, storage, uh, capacity. And fortunately those, uh, memory sticks are portable. You know, you can take those wrong with you real quickly and, and insert them and store up and you can, you can buy them by the bus loads. And so it's, it's, it's not, it's a lot cheaper than it used to be when I first started out to, to store pictures. So, uh, but you definitely need that. Well, Brian, we got to wrap this thing up. Uh, what we need to do is to encourage people to go to your website, uh, which is the, uh, what is it? The smug mug, barryandcounty.smugmug.com to get some information from there. You probably tell a little bit about how you can do this, but we want to encourage everybody out there that's listening to this, share, get your photos shared, get them out of the, the shoe box and, and, uh, put together a presentation for your whole family to look at. You can't lose these memories if you've got them on CD. And we want to encourage you to do that because it's so, so important. And we want to thank you for what you're doing. I'm sure Barron County wants to thank you. And I don't care how small or how big your, your town is, you can do this in a very precise way that'll benefit saving your memories and uh, get the word out to those who want to see that memory thank you so much for being with us brian and uh, you've done a great job absolutely thank you subscribe to our social media and share your stories on the hopewithdanny.com website remember it's all about hope i'm your host danny daniel this episode was recorded at vega studios